You're listening to the Hope City Community Church Podcast. We pray the message will encourage, inspire, and challenge you to experience the real Jesus. Thanks for listening. Now, let's tune in. Well, good morning, church. What a good morning we've had already, huh? God is faithful. Uh, I'm going to teach fast because I want to get y'all out of here uh, to where you can go beat everybody else to the buffet lines. Um, I want to remind you next week we're going to have a Q&A session about this entire series to wrap the series up. Uh, Wendy and I will be uh, fielding questions. We've already received several questions through email, but I want to remind you whether it's something you hear today uh, or something you've heard over the past few weeks, uh, you can submit questions to my personal email. It's josh at hopecitycc.com. And I'm going to try to answer as many of those as I can uh, next Sunday. Uh, so if you have questions, make sure you send them in to us. Again, that's josh at hopecitycc.com. Any questions you may have, um, and uh, we're going to have a good time answering those questions. We're going to go to the scripture. Uh, and, you know, it's important that, that we as people don't try to answer things that God's already answered. Amen. Let's let his wisdom do the talking for us. Uh, just jump right into it. 1 Corinthians chapter 13, verse 4 through 7. It's been the basis uh, of this series. It says, love is patient. It's kind. Love does not envy or boast. It's not arrogant or rude. It does not insist on its own way. It's not irritable or resentful. It does not rejoice at wrongdoing, but rejoices with the truth. Love bears all things, believes all things, hopes all things, and endures all things. Um, we've been talking about love and love defined. How love is defined uh, in 1 Corinthians, very clearly there, but that that love should be applied to every relationship that we have, whether it's our friends, whether it's our family. And today we're going to talk about dating and marriage, the romantic kind of love. And to be quite honest, I'm going to give you about three hot minutes on dating. Because honestly, dating uh, is much simpler than marriage. It just is. Uh, you still got the eject button, baby. Come on, how hard can it be? Right? You can still just walk away, walk away, run away, depending on who you are. Um, so we're going to talk about that just real quick. And then we're going to dig into marriage because I've got a little bit of a complex point that I want to get across to you. And I'm going to teach fast. So stay with me. Number one, dating. I've got five quick points for you for dating. If you're dating in the season of dating, thinking about dating, hopefully uh, you are single. Um, then I want you to write these points down. Point number one, uh, when dating, be what you are looking for. Be what you're looking for. Uh, I wrote down some little side notes for you there. Entitled princesses don't magically become godly wives. And pompous pretty boys don't magically become godly husbands. You need to be a godly husband now, sir. You need to be a godly wife right now, ma'am. You need to posture yourself as God has called you to be in order for him to send the person you've asked him to send. Hello. Goodness, that'll preach all by itself. Point number two, don't date somebody you wouldn't marry. Well, I'm just spending time with so-and-so. They're just, they're just a good friend. No, what they are is a placeholder, and God is never going to send Mr. Right while you're with Mr. Wrong. Eject seat, send them out. Get free, right? Proverbs 18.22 says, a man that findeth the wife finds a good thing. And it says that he obtains favor from the Lord. You know, I could dance on that one verse all day, all day. Uh, gentlemen, when we found our wives, did we find a good thing? 
Yes, and favor comes with them, right? Amen. I just set you up for all kind of brownie points. You're welcome. Uh, so we, 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 we've, <clears throat> we found a wife, but here's the funny thing. It, it, the, this verse is very clear. It says, he that findeth a wife. It doesn't say he that findeth the club twerker. I'm just, am I lying? He that findeth the TikTok chick, right? It says he that findeth the wife. Why am I trying to drive that home? Because you need to be right now ready. You don't marry somebody with the expectation that your love is strong enough to create something else out of that person. You're not that good. You're not that good. You're just not that strong spiritually. You see, we used to call it missionary dating when I was a kid. Missionary dating. That's what my youth pastor always preach about. Oh, you shouldn't be unequally yoked. You're out there missionary dating. You're, you're fishing for unsaved uh, uh, people to date. And they'd always say, the hook only goes one way, son. They're going to pull you out of the boat. Right? And we mean good. We mean to find, we find somebody that's not exactly where they're supposed to be with the Lord. And we think we can love them all the way to the cross. I'm going to love them so well, they're going to fall in love with Jesus. Let them fall in love with Jesus, then go holla, 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 holla. Now listen, point number three, write down your desires for a spouse. The Bible says you have a vision, write it down, make it clear. Right? Why do you write it down? So you know how to pray. And every time you go to the prayer, it goes to point number four, pray for God to send Mr. or Miss Wright. How do you know what Mr. and Ms. Wright looks like? Do they line up with the Word of God? Uh, gentlemen, here's a freebie. Proverbs 31. Proverbs 31. Uh, you need to just go pray, starting around verse 10 to the end of the chapter, and just say, God, that's what I want my wife. When I proposed to Wendy, I literally got down on one knee. I read Proverbs 31, starting in verse 10 to the end of the chapter. I said, you've qualified on each one of these points. Please take this ring. Please take all the money I will ever make. Be my wife, please. Begged her. And I was lucky enough she said yes. And, uh, and I'm going to tell you, she has far exceeded uh, what I ever imagined in a spouse. But it's because she qualified through Proverbs 31. So, man, there's a freebie right there. Uh, number five, don't settle no matter what. Don't settle. You write down 10 things you want in a spouse. They got 9.5. Hold. Hold. Do not proceed, do not pass go, do not collect $200. You hold. Why? Because God has a person for you that lines up with his word. Now here's the secret. This is why you've got to go to his word to find out how they should line up to begin with. Because if you're looking for something that doesn't line up with his word, he's not bound to produce it. Oh, good Lord, that was good. Hey, that's teaching. Sharon, I'm teaching today. I'm telling you, this is good. Listen, if, if it's not a promise in his word, he's not bound to produce it. But if it's in his word, he is bound by his word to bring it to pass. So you can stand on it if it's written. Even Jesus said, it is written. Right? Jesus stood on the written word of God, so we sure better. And uh, so that's the five points for dating. That's all I have for you, but it's more than enough. Come on, somebody.
take it or leave it. It's the best thing since sliced bread. All right. That's the, that's the word of God I'm giving you. Now, listen, we're going to talk about marriage now. We're jumping from dating to marriage. Do not cross these lines. Mm-mm, don't do it. Don't do it. So right now, take two, talking about marriage. Even my sound man will know we have moved on, okay? Uh, I was talking um, uh, to a friend the other day. He said he and his wife were having a discussion. Uh, and and, and so married men know our wives can take a discussion just off into the left field, no warning. I thought we was talking about dinner. You talking about you on some other stuff. <laughs> well, he said that uh, they were talking about their day. And just out of the blue, she says, you know, it's not right. He said, what's not right? She goes, what I see out the window every day next door is not right. And he said, okay, what you talking about? He goes, she said, every day the husband next door leaves, kisses his wife goodbye, and then goes to work. She says, why can't you do that? The man said, because I barely know her. <laughs> Sometimes the wires just, yeah. My point is, is that marriage is complicated. It's not easy. And it's multiplied all right, let me just think of the best way to say this. I, I tried to share this in first service. I'm trying to do a better job in second service. If I put you in the cab of a 737 and asked you to fly it, you couldn't do it. Might be some of y'all here from military, you've flown before, you might be able to do it. But for the most part, you would look at it and it would be very complicated to you. Why? Because you lack knowledge. You lack understanding of what a 737 is capable of, how to drive it, how to fly it, how to start it, how to, you don't know anything about it. So is it safe to say that the complexity of a subject is, uh, is in line with my ignorance of a subject. Okay, so if I need to simplify something, I need to increase my knowledge of the matter. Okay, men. Women are complicated. You don't have to nod. My wife's not in here. I can nod. Okay? Women are complicated. They are unique. God created them and just layer upon layer just uh, of just wonderful gifts and abilities. But the problem is, is we don't know how to function because we're limited to our knowledge of how men work. So if I want to have more knowledge and less complexity in my marriage, I need to be chasing down what makes her tick. Fair, fair assumption? Women. Let me put this in, 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 in terms. Men are not complicated. <laughs> I'm going to leave it right there. I could, I could break it down in three terms. I will not do it. Men are very simple. And again, I'm going to leave it there. But it's still important to understand that in our simplicity, it still takes effort on your part, right? So what we've got is, is we've got men over here trying to figure out the complexity of women 
women over here saying, it can't be that simple because I'm so much more complex. And a man saying, no, no, it is, it is, it is. It, it's just that easy. It's just that easy. And because women's structure of thinking is based on their knowledge of themselves, and men, our structure of thinking is based on our information of ourselves, we never quite connect. Had a good friend who, uh, his wife borrowed his truck to go move some stuff, and she called him, and she goes, the truck just stopped working. And he said, what do you mean the truck just stopped working? It just stopped working. He said, well, you put gas in it. She goes, yeah, put gas in it. And he goes, uh, okay, where'd you get gas? She goes, down at uh, Sefco. He goes, well, no, you didn't get it at Sefco. She goes, no, I did get it at Sefco. He goes, no, they don't have diesel at Sefco. Oh, she got it at Sefco. <laughs> she put gas in a diesel. Uh, can I tell you, that's the way we are maritally a lot, is we are out here trying to fuel our spouse with what feeds us. And we wonder why they give out. We wonder why I can't expect Wendy to function with what brings me joy and, and she is confused when she's on cloud nine and I'm just over here frustrated. We would run on different things. So here's what we gotta do. We gotta find common ground that's not based on the things that are variable. Today's teaching about love defined is this. Love is an important element of marriage, but there is something greater. And that greater element is wisdom. You are going to have days that you wake up and you do not feel married. Yes or no? Yes or no? Not rhetorical, right? Anybody in here been married longer than 40 years? Okay, okay. We need to, we need to glean wisdom here. In those 40 years, has there ever been a day that you woke up and thought, I could just strangle this person? Yes. <laughs> Thank you. Yes, right? Okay. All right. So, thank you. That's all the wisdom. That's, that's all we needed. So check this out. In, <laughs> thank you, God. That could have went the other way. And I'd have felt really bad about the way I feel about Wendy sometimes. The... Um, <laughs> But here's, here's the truth. We don't wake up feeling like the Hallmark movie of love every day, do we? We just don't. But see, we're a little messed up because we let, you know, these Disney princess movies teach us what love looks like. And then we let Hallmark, you know, about three months out of the year completely take over our televisions. And we're like, oh my gosh, this is what this looks like. Okay, this is what true love is. This is, okay, this is what I should strive for. This is what I should shoot for. And then when I fall a little bit short, it's, this must not be love at all. This must not be love at all. This does not resemble that Hallmark movie in the least bit. So we're basing our most important earthly relationship on an emotion that ebbs and tides. Ooh. Shifty ground, shifty ground. So how should I establish my house? If, I, if, if love's not the way to do it, then surely the Bible speaks to it. It's almost like I have a scripture ready. 
Proverbs chapter 24, verse 3. It's not going to be on your screen, and here's why. Because I got it at 11 p.m. last night. See, I was just going to come up here and teach the funny stuff. But then the Holy Spirit said, mm-mm, got to take them a little bit deeper so they have understanding. So it's not even on your screens. Proverbs chapter 24, verse 3. It says, by wisdom a house is built. Now notice it doesn't say, by sexual attraction a house is built. Oh, y'all got bad quiet. How are we picking our spouses? How are we picking our mates? Can I tell you, a lot of times we're letting, we're letting our emotions choose our spouse and, and wisdom's left out on the porch. Listen, there's nothing wrong with, I got a hot wife. My wife is finding a frog hair split three ways. She's bad, I'm you, she's bad. But if I stopped at her looks, do you know how short I would be right now on what I need as a partner for what God's called me to? Dad gum, I'd be anemic. I have a fine wife, but I'd be anemic. And we got people walking around here with arm candy, but there's no substance. Got people walking around with dimes all day long, but they don't know the Lord. They don't know the word. They don't know how to encourage you when you're down. How about this? Wisdom, a house is built on, let's put uh, common interest. You can build your house on mutual hobbies. Well, they liked comic books and I liked comic books. And so we went on a date and we started getting along. And she said yes, and now we're married. Can you imagine? And it's all fun and games. We joke about stuff like that. But can I tell you, people have based the biggest relationship God gave us on a common interest or a hobby. Well, she likes boats and I like boats. That's a reason to have somebody sit next to you in kindergarten, but it's not a reason to do life with them. Nora, why do you sit by so-and-so? They like green. Okay, great. Don't marry them. I'm telling you. It says, by wisdom, a house is built. Let's keep reading. It says, and through understanding, a house is established. But then through knowledge, its rooms are filled with rare and beautiful treasures. Knowledge, understanding, and wisdom. If you're taking notes, write those down. Three, they will not be in your notes. They will not be in your, in, on the screen. Knowledge, understanding, and wisdom. I'm going to give this to you. This applies to every area of your life. You can take this and use this. What is knowledge? It's data. It's information. I think I've taught this before, so write it down if I haven't. Um, number two, understanding. What is understanding? It's comprehension. It's taking the knowledge and, and knowing what to do with it. Wisdom is application. It's actually putting it into practice. So what this verse is telling us is by wisdom, by the application of the knowledge through understanding of God's word, that's how my house is established. Nothing. Let me say that again. By wisdom, by the application of the knowledge of God's word and its understanding, my house is established. Man, this is good. It's imperative that we understand this because there's going to be days you just don't feel married. But the covenant's still there. 
You see, I do weddings for people, and, and there's, just, there's some lines in there that say, for better or for, for sickness and in, till death do us. Okay, good. Y'all remember them. So listen, here's what's interesting. Is that in our world it says, for in sickness and in health, people say, I'll just take health. And when sickness comes, it's just too heavy. I just circle better because when things get worse, I don't feel married anymore. So I'm just going to tiptoe over here and I'm not going to stand on the covenant. I'm going to stand on my emotion. And when you stand on emotion, the Bible says you're like a ship that's tossed about by the waves. You're up, up today, down tomorrow. It's just, man, it's, it, it, it's an emotion. It's powerful. Love is powerful. But can I tell you something? You have to choose love every day. We always say this, man. There's so much wisdom in it. But it's this. It's that, it's that choices lead. Feelings follow. If you don't feel in love today, make a decision to love them anyway. And watch what God will do. Boy, I got so much. I wish I just had five more minutes. I wish I had five more minutes. Can I have my five more minutes? Five more minutes? Okay. Malachi chapter 2, verse 13 through 16 says, Another thing you do, you flood the Lord's altar with tears. You weep and wail because he no longer looks with favor on your offerings or accepts them with pleasure from your hands. And you ask, why? It's because the Lord is the witness between you and the wife of your youth. You have been unfaithful to her. Though she is your... Wait, what, what's, your, what's the screen say? Though she is your... Partner. Though she is your... Partner. partner. Wait a minute. You mean God took a rib out of Adam to make sure she is by your side? Yes. That he didn't take a bone out of my neck so that she can just stand on my head all the time. And she didn't take a bone, he didn't take a bone out of my ankle so I can keep my foot on my wife. He took a rib, though she is your She's my other half. How weak do you want her to be? Some of y'all missed that. I said, she is your other half. How strong do you need her to be? See, we always, we always want, people always preaching subjection, subjection, subjection. Let me tell you something. You better pray God sends you a boss. Am I lying somebody? Am I making this up? Because see, here's what will happen. You go back to the scripture. Always go back to the scripture. I even feel the Lord changing what I'm teaching as I'm speaking it right now. You always go back to the scripture. It says, and God gave him a helpmate. What good is it having a helpmate that's weaker than I am? That means if I can't do it in my own strength, but if she has strength that I don't have, then if I can't get it done, 
I said, Wendy, sweetheart, I need you. She says, I got you, Daddy. I got you, I got you, I got you. Right? And see, the problem is, is that men, men, we need to hear this. We have been taught this inferiority thing that if our wife is stronger than us in an area that we should, we should keep that beat down. Are you kidding? That is your ally. That is your helpmate. That is your rib. You better cheer for her like, I mean, like nobody cheers for nobody. You are limited only to your combined capabilities. Boy, that's good teaching right there. That's good teaching. So all of a sudden, we've got, we've got these married people. And because, well, she's strong in this area. I'm strong in this area. We're competing all the time. <laughs> that's some beta male mess. That's some weak man mess right there. You see, when you're confident in who God's called you to be, you recognize that in your strength, nobody can play with you. Can't nobody compete with me with what I'm called to do. I can't even get in the ring with Wendy Neal with what her giftings are. But here's what happened. God looked at me and he said, I need you to be the total package. I'm going to call you to a city called Crestview. I'm going to need you to bow up with your gifts in that city. But there's some things that you just ain't got. So I need you, instead of applying this mushy hallmark mess and trying to find a wife, you need to go to the scripture and see what it has to say. Because there's going to be a day you wake up in the middle of fighting for your city and you're not going to feel like you're in love that day. You're just going to have to know that even if you don't feel it, the covenant's still intact. That's right. That's right. That your rib is still functioning as one. There's a oneness. The Bible says that when a man leaves his father and mother, he leaves, then he cleaves, and two become one. Boy, I could teach this. Oh my gosh, I could teach this. Boy, I've already asked for five minutes. Give me two more minutes. Give me two more minutes. <laughs> oh, I hurry, I hurry. Does the scripture not say that two become one flesh? Okay, so check this out. God was able to speak and mold and blow into man the essence of life, and he was able to create human beings. And he gave Adam the ability to do everything but create humans. And he said, you're deficient in this one area. He said, you're lacking in this one area. You have the seed within you to create, but you don't have an incubator. There's something amiss in you. And if I made you with my strength, you couldn't handle it. So what I've got to do is I've got to put you in a partnership that will strengthen you and encourage you and will keep you going forward when you feel like going backwards and you'll keep chasing after the vision I put in front of you because you have somebody to run and race with. Yeah. My God, that's teaching today. He said, so for you to be complete like me, to be able to create humans, I'm going to make you incomplete until you're one. People walk around here talking about, I'm whole all by myself. Try to make a human in. Let me know how it works out. Nope. 
Watch this. Watch this. Watch this. Man, this is deep, but this is, man, this is good. Watch this. But when me and Wendy join up, now we have become one complete flesh. Let us make man in our image. So I'm a partial image of God until I'm in complete wholeness with my wife. And then together we function in the full beauty of how God created human beings to function. So when we don't feel like being married, we got to understand something bigger to it. It's bigger than how you feel. There's a covenant attached to it. There's going to be days you just don't feel like it, but you still got the function and the wholeness of God's word. Frank, can I tell you how you feel? Well, it just don't do a whole lot for me. Because there's days I get up and I don't feel like Pastor Josh. I just feel like Josh. I just feel tired sometimes. But on those days, I look over and there's this queen next to me. She says, let's go. Let's go again. Let's get up. There's people relying on us. Let's go. And then there's days she gets up and, and, and I'm going to bust her out just a little bit. There's days she gets up and her hair is stuck to her face like that. And, 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 and she don't look like she looks in our wedding pictures. And, 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 and she's, huh, huh. Coming to my side of the bed looking like Swamp Thing. Huh. Huh. I look over and say, uh, I, don't, I don't feel married right now. I don't know what happened. Where's Wendy? But on those days she gets up and she just don't feel like herself, I say, you're still my queen. Let's get up and let's go get this. You see, this thing, marriage, is bigger than how we feel. That's why it's a covenant and not just an agreement. The Bible talks about all sorts of agreements. But when it starts talking about covenant, that means we put this on paper, we put this in our blood, we put this in our DNA, and for generations eternal, they have to acknowledge it. I could preach, gosh, I could preach this, that your children are watching, that there's legacy involved with your marriage. But I just ain't got the time. Aren't you grateful for what God's done in church today? Stand up on your feet. I want to bless you. God is so faithful. Can I tell you, can I tell you this? There may be people here and you just you're going through a time of separation. Can I tell you this? God does not condemn you. He loves you. He also knows that divorce is very painful. And he'll walk through that with you. We will walk through that with you. And I never want to preach on something 
as powerful as the covenant of marriage without acknowledging that there are people who are experiencing that devastation of lack and loss right now. And so I'll say this, that God loves you. And that as painful as it is, God has someone for you. Just trust him. Just trust him. Remember God's mercies. They do not hold us to the standard of our mistakes. His grace is sufficient for our needs. Move forward and expect God's best in your future. Amen. Lord, we love you. Thank you. Thank you for doing what you've done today. Just give us an understanding that emotion cannot build a home. Not even an emotion as strong as love. We cannot build our house out of love. Because there's days we just ain't going to feel like loving. But there's never going to be a day that wisdom won't apply. So Lord, help us to live according to your word. And, 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 and when wisdom is made the cornerstone, then we get understanding and we get knowledge along with it. So Father, I just pray that you would push us past the ups and downs of emotion and push us into a season where we, we just stand on the covenant. Even we don't feel like being married, we're still married. Even we don't feel like we're being in love, we're still married. Even if we don't feel like, Lord, I just, I just say take that whole thought, take that whole paradigm away from us. Let us function differently than the world functions. We don't function how we feel, we function how your word tells us to function. We're no longer our own, we've been bought with a price. Thank you for that. And so Lord, just bless us and keep us. Be gracious to us and show us your favor. Make your face shine upon us and give us peace both now and forevermore. Cover us with the precious blood of Jesus from the top of our head to the soles of our feet. I thank you that no weapon formed against us will prosper, not even the confusion that emotion brings. Bring us back next week with more of your word, with more wisdom alive and thriving in our hearts and in our homes. And we'll give you the praise for it in Jesus' name. And everybody said. Amen and amen. God bless you. We love you. And we'll see you next week. For more information about Hope City Community Church, visit www.hopecitycc.com. Until next time.